Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, November the 7th, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking about the three paths that you can take in your business, in your fitness, in your nutrition, in your relationships, in your education, in your finances, and everything in between. Like all things, this podcast is about fitness. It's not fitness, but everything is fitness. What the hell are we talking about? We're going to tie it all in. And uh, this one plays out just about perfectly um, how your personal health and fitness does mirror a lot of things in your life in the three groups that everybody falls into. I don't care who you are, we all fall into one of these. Before I jump in, I'm going to kind of hop around today here a little bit. This podcast is brought to you by my homies at Beam CBD. Now, starting tomorrow, November the 8th, which is a Monday, it's crazy that this year has been going so fast. They're having their biggest store-wide sale ever. Uh, I have a link for you guys. You can hit me up. I'm happy to share it with you. They are giving 40% off all subscriptions for the next three months or 20% off all single purchases. Uh, it's the biggest sale that they've ever done. I believe they're going to run it from the 8th of November into December. And now in front of me, they sent this as a confidentiality thing on it, but I assume that doesn't apply to me. If not, they can harass me and We'll go from there. Don't tell them I told you. Uh, the dream product I take every single night to sleep. I think I do have a couple basic samples for you guys if you want to hit us up. But they came out with a new flavor, and it's right in front of me. It's the white chocolate peppermint flavor, I believe, for the holidays. So, if you, like, I know Starbucks does, like, a, you know, white peppermint mocha or, or white chocolate mocha or something. I'm butchering the name. But something like that they do around the holidays for the season. Now, uh, Beam has done the same thing with their CBD dream product. Again, doesn't get you high. Uh, you won't wake up feeling groggy, but it does help you not only fall asleep, but in my opinion, stay asleep and kind of helps regulate the body's sleep cycle. So you can wake up feeling like a badass. And we usually do this, the chocolate cinnamon flavor, which is the basic one we have here in terms of samples. But they did send me this giant pack of white chocolate peppermint. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm assuming it's going to be amazing. So if you guys are interested, hit me up. I can give you a sample of the basic stuff, or I can get you a link uh, for the white chocolate peppermint. And honestly, everything on the site is going to be uh, 40% off all subscriptions and 20% off all products for now. Also, the pro- the podcast. The podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You already know the one thing I take every single day. If you guys want a free sample, hit us up. I'll have Monica send one right to your front door. I don't care where you live. You guys, if you do not eat at least, you know, five to ten servings of fruits and veggies every single day, and I mean a a wide variety of them, 365. Athletic Greens is the easiest thing you can do just to make your life so much healthier, but it just makes things easier. It simplifies it. You don't got to take 14 different pills. There's a probiotic in there. There's digestive enzymes in there. I never miss taking it. It's the best tasting greens on the planet. I used to, excuse me, I used to do Metcon. I used to drink, you know, warm Mickey's Ice House 40s, and this tastes way better than that. And not only that, it's healthy for you. So if you guys want to check out the site, it's athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. We can give you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. 
It's a pretty badass bonus. You don't have to buy vitamin D for the entire year, and we'll give you some of the travel packs, which I always, always travel with. But if you've listened to me a hundred times, maybe this is the first podcast, hit us up. We'll send you a sample pack. You can try it, and if you like it, I would say throw it into your day. Um, just because it gets tiring trying to mix and match, you know, 20 different pills every day to meet your needs. And you still have to eat real food. But the benefit is this covers the gaps that you miss. So maybe you only ate two servings of greens and had two pieces of fruit. That's not enough for you guys to get all the micronutrients your body needs, especially if you're training. This is an easy way to do it all in one scoop. Takes 30 seconds and you're good to go. Even if you ate like an idiot, at least you got enough micronutrients and vitamins and minerals for the day to keep your body fighting off all the shit that's going to come your way this kind of cold and flu season. So athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott or hit us up and we'll get you guys the free samples. So some housekeeping things here. Our five-week face melter program is kicking off here in six days and seven hours. It's the last program we're running for the year. So we won't do anything until I believe the 47-day transformation in 2022, which is early January. So if you're somebody who is trying not to throw away all your hard work over the last five, six weeks of the year, this program's for you. It can be 100% done online. doesn't matter where you live as long as you've got internet access and some dumbbells, you guys are good to go. This is a challenging program for sure. You can make it as easy or as awful as you like, but it is geared to push you to be a little bit better. And honestly, this time of year is the hardest for everybody, even for myself. Usually we don't travel on the holidays. Uh, this year we are just on like Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, like right around there. Heather will stay longer uh, in the Northwest than I will, but we're traveling and we have some holiday events to go to now that the world is you know, starting to be normal. And with all the food and drink choices, it just gets really tough. Uh, people tend to gain you know, a lot of garbage weight around this time of year. And even if it's only two or three pounds, right? Let's say you gain three pounds of shit weight every year from like Halloween till New Year's. Well, compound that over 10 years, that's 30 pounds of garbage weight. That's like that creepy obesity we don't want to have in our life. And this program, because of the timing of it, is geared to kind of keep you on track, eating better, training harder, obviously, moving more, eating less, and then we kind of map out the last 50 days. So we throw in our 50-day end-of-the-year planner and kind of pick the spots where you're going to have your cheats and treats. So you can still enjoy the holidays and, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff's fine, but there's so many obligations we have during this time of year and people tend to just not be as active and, and mix that with excess eating and drinking and here you end up. So if you want a podcast discount code to our five-week face melter, hit me up. The website is jeremyscottfitness.com slash face dash melter dash challenge. The link's in my Instagram bio. You guys will work out every day in this program. Monday through Friday, we'll rip your face off. On the weekends, mobility, foam rolling, getting your 10,000 steps in, and we just keep that moving for all five weeks. So if you don't want to throw away your progress and you want to actually make progress when most people go backwards, you're going to go forwards to end the year. Hit me up. I'll give you a podcast discount code. Otherwise, check out the link on my Instagram bio or in the newsletter every day until next Saturday. And if you're not on the newsletter, hit us up and we will add you for free. We send out at least three emails a week, every week. And we've done that for over, 
I don't know, man, 11 or 12 years. It's thousands and thousands of emails. It's crazy. But uh, happy to help you guys uh, with the free stuff there. So in today's episode, talking about the three paths. Now, I'm going to kind of jump around a little bit before I touch on these because I was, uh, and if I start coughing, I apologize. We did this uh, terrible Sunday Advance Metcon here. Uh, my boy Jeff Wartz, who we have known for a long time, uh, they were at our wedding, we're at their wedding, some of our closest friends here, uh, my wife and, and Emily, his wife, are basically the same human in a lot of ways, really creepy, really creepy, but uh, awesome humans regardless. Anyways, it was his 35th birthday yesterday, so we did this, that, that's your gift here, basically, if you're a member here, uh, at this facility, your birthday gift is usually the most awful workout uh, we can design that's not going to, you know, completely murder everybody, but it's going to challenge everyone. So that's our gift to you, and then everybody can hate you on your birthday because of it. So his was yesterday, so we did this workout today, and uh, I beat him by 12 seconds, barely. Um, he was pushing it for sure. So I feel like a bag of trash right now. They just bought a new house. It was his birthday, so that's just how we chose to uh, celebrate it. So if I start coughing, I apologize in advance because today's workout was no joke. It was three short street runs, which is uh, with about 100 yards apiece, about 300 yards uh, of running, 36 bike cows, 36 ski cows, 36 rowing cows, 36 wall balls, and then six burpees. And we did that three cycles through. And I think the fastest time was like 33 minutes and some change, all the way up to, I believe, 40, almost 41 minutes. So everybody pushed it for sure, but uh, definitely I'm feeling it like I have the uh, the Metcon flu at the moment. But I digress. As I kind of jump around here, before I go into the three paths, uh, I was up north in Arizona this week for my wife's birthday and uh, had a lot of time to just read uh, more than, than normal. A lot of times I just do audio books. But we're kind of up there, you know, you're just hanging out, there's the fireplace, you maybe have a, you know, we had the game on, but more so just me kind of reading some of the stuff that some of the people I follow and uh, subscribe to put out, which admittedly, I don't really look at social media like a normal person, it's just too time consuming, so I tend to post and kind of just uh, immediately get off the platform and, and run away, and then I'll come back and check messages and reply to stuff. But I had a little free time, and I was reading through some stuff that Kelly Sturette put out, as well as John Goodman, and I thought it was great, and I wanted to uh, to share with all you guys. Now, Dr. Kelly Sturette, is, he's the master of mobility, in my opinion. Uh, wrote the book, Supple Leopard, which is a great book if you care about you know the ins and outs of uh, it, really just mobility and, and movement and touch and, and all those things. And he posted on the Instagram, which their Instagram is The Ready State, talking about touch and and goes on to say, and I quote, when you say foam rolling doesn't work, you're really saying that self-massage doesn't work, that touch doesn't work, that rolfing, Cairo, massage, uh, Thai massage, Swedish massage, uh, Leomi, how do I say that? Leomi massage? I've heard that word before. Um, ART, prenatal, trigger point, doesn't work. That fascia, muscles, uh, joint capsules, the CNS, stress, breath can't be influenced by touch and more importantly that people are too stupid to tell if they feel better or not after doing it it's a dangerous message to tell people that such a safe and proven modality isn't worth their time 
We are trying to shift the control back to the person. That's the message. We want people to be in control of, of how they move and how they feel. If we're trying to give people tools to lessen the burden of common suffering, that's the message. Is it the only thing people should be doing? No, of course not. But don't be a child. Also, you failed to define your terms. Now, I know that gets a little bit lost in the weeds. And let me explain to you why I read that. In our world, in health and fitness, there has been professionals, I am not shitting you, that have messaged me and said, why are you foam rolling? Why are you showing it? There is no research that shows it works. It's worthless. It's dumb. It's a waste of time. Now, I'm going to be polite as I can here. I'm not going to call out names. There's actually a, a, a grad assistant at a university who is part of the strength and conditioning program there who messaged me on Instagram after I shared a very detailed uh, rolling video, walking people all throughout the movements, which we, we build these into all of our programs in person here and online. You do a program with us, we're building in mobility. Typically, we do the tissue and the, the mobility stuff separately in the videos to break them down to help educate. And then in all of the workouts, in most of them, we build in mobility. If you come in here and you've done a Metcon with us a handful of times, I can promise you we've done inchworms. We've done Spider-Man steps. Uh, we've done T-spine openers, T-push-ups, you name it. All these things, body weight patterns that push you through full range of motion and kind of, you know, juice the joints up. That's mobility, my friends. We have rollers here. We're always talking about them. People are always on them. They do work. And there is some fitness pros out there who are saying, well, rolling is worthless. It doesn't do anything. I'm not here to debate you uh, on your stupidity. But I promise you, if you've never rolled and you have some joint pain, that's referred pain, a lot of times it's coming from the soft tissue around it. More often than not, the average, and again, there's people who have structural issues, uh, bone on bone, no cartilage, arthritis, th those things are obviously all real. Most of the people I see here, and I've done this for a very long time, I've coached humans for literally, I mean, 10 hours a day, multiple days a week for the past 13 years. Almost everyone to a person who comes in here who has quote unquote joint pain, it's above or below. That's it. If they got some knee pain that's referred, it's the quad, it's the VMO, uh, maybe it's the calves. A lot of times these people, they just don't know because their body is so tight. You know, their upper back is weak and then they lose their lower back and then their glutes become shit because they sit all day and their butt becomes their feet. We have them simply land a foam roller, open up the anterior shoulder and the chest, let that stretch, do some face pulls strengthen obviously the upper back the traps the rhomboids the entire shoulder girdle have them foam roll the glutes have them pigeon stretch and all of a sudden their low back is stronger they're not you know pulled so tight to the anterior where they can actually open up and so they don't lose the upper back therefore they don't lose the lower back and because their posture increases and their piriformis is not garbage anymore we've worked out some of those kinks we've stretched the glute. we not only mobilized the tissue but we stretched it and they feel better the point of me talking through that is foam rolling does work. Massage does work. ART does work. Trigger point does work. These massages do work. Touch matters. And when you touch something and it's painful and it's uncomfortable, a lot of times in these soft tissue things, they can be worked out. 
uh, gua sha, grass, and you name it. I'm a fan of all of those. So if you're a fitness pro out there and you're not giving rolling and mobility work the love it deserves, uh, I would urge you to, to take a, another look and talk to somebody like a Dr. Kelly Sturette or like myself or a BJ Gadur or a David Jack. Those of us who, who have been in it and lived in it for long periods of time and seen people come in who say, ma'am, I have chronic low back issues, and we literally have them roll the glutes and stretch, and within a week, it's like they never had this problem that's been you know plaguing them for 20 years. So that's just my soapbox on, on mobility and rolling. It's why I post on my Instagram story almost every day. I don't share every single day with you guys, but I do mobility every day some way, shape, or form, no matter where I'm at. And I like to throw it on the story and just write mandatory mobility because we actually have a program that is called that. But just as a reminder for you guys to make sure you're doing it 24-7, 365. You're going to lose size. You're going to lose strength. You're going to lose speed at some point if Father Time gets us all. But mobility, my friends, is the one thing I think you can hold on to for a ridiculous amount of time, if not your entire life. Now, changing gears here. We're going to talk about uh, a thing that Dr. John Russin had posted on his Instagram that was written by Kevin Mullins, I believe. And I believe Kevin Mullins is down uh, coaching at Anatomy, Mark Menga's gym there in, uh, in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, John Russin put this on his Instagram and I clicked and kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit and read this huge article that Kevin Mullins put out. And just talking about the state of America and the shape that we're in. And he shared a, a pretty ridiculous uh, statistic. And it is titled American Obesity Rates. In 2010, the severe obesity rate, 6.6%. Obesity is 35.7%. And the amount of people overweight was 68.3%. Now, I can cite all these sources here and link the gigantic article for you guys if you want it or reach out to us, and I'm happy to send it to you directly. That was in 2010. So severe obesity, 6%, obesity, 35%, overweight, 68%. In 2020, 10 years later, our severe obesity rate went from 6% to 9%. Our obesity rate went from 35% to 42%. And our overweight percentage went from 68 to 71. So increases across the board. They have a projection here. The obesity, excuse me, the severe obesity in 2030 is projected to go to 24%, which is a monstrous jump. So we're at 6% in 2010, 9% in 2020, and projected to be 24.8% in 2030, where the obesity rate is looking to go from 42% in 2020 to 48% in 2030. And the overweight percentage in 2020, they have it projected to be nearly all people. So from 71% of people are overweight right now in America, 2020, which is a year ago, they're projected to be nearly all Americans to be overweight by 2030. Now, obesity-related conditions, including heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, certain types of cancers. These are among the leading causes of preventable and premature deaths. That is per the CDC. I don't care your stance on the CDC and all these people with the shit that's going on, but 
obviously this is what these guys do and they study these facts. I just wish this information was shared more often. I'm going to read that last sentence one more time just so it hits home for anybody listening. If you have a, a mom, a dad, uh, husband, wife, kids, whoever, that is obese, they're overweight, they have weight to lose. I'm not saying that they can't feel sexy. I'm not saying they can't be happy. I'm not saying they can't like how they look. I'm not here to judge that. I'm not fat shaming anybody. I don't give a shit what you want to do. Like if you're happy in your own skin, respect. We're talking about being healthy. Being happy and being healthy are not the same thing. You might be 400 pounds and think you look, you know, like the sexiest human alive. And you might be, and that's fine. I'm not, it's not what I'm saying. But if you're 400 pounds, you're not healthy. That's not debatable. That's just fucking reality. And I'm sorry if that hurts people's feelings. It's just the truth. You can be 400 pounds and be sexy and love your life and have everything going amazing. That's cool, but you, that is just not healthy to do. It's it's not, you know, if something goes wrong, it's when. And more likely sooner than later. Because obesity-related conditions include things like heart disease, which is the number one killer of people, stroke, type 2 diabetes, certain types of cancers. Knowing that, these are among the leading causes of preventable premature death if you just were to be healthier. That's it. And I'm going to go on to read the caption here real quick. The future is frightening. By 2030, nearly 50% of the American population will be considered obese. By 2030, nearly 50% of the American population will be considered obese and nearly all people will be classified as overweight or obese. That, my friends, is a healthcare system that is getting set up for, for massive failure. And obviously, we can see the dangers of, you know, big food and big pharma and the role that it's played, obviously, in America today. And it is not good. The trajectory we are on is dog shit. And it feels like in this space, you're fighting an uphill battle with people who just really don't give a fuck because I can't care more than somebody else can. And I know it's hard, dude. We have a whole podcast titled Why Eating Right is So Hard. You can listen to it. I empathize with you. I understand. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You got to just fight through it. You got to make better choices. And we all know we need to. You have to really commit. You got to surround yourself with healthy people. You got to get a goal. You have to have some accountability with a coach, with a team, with a community. You just have to. Otherwise, you're going to be a statistic, and it's not a statistic you want to be. It just really isn't. And there's a lot of things you can do. There's so many great resources, podcasts, videos, coaching groups, paid, unpaid, you name it. You have access. You have opportunity now. If this was 50 years ago and you were stuck somewhere and you didn't have internet and you didn't have a coach, you didn't have a gym community and you were just surrounded by people, it would be way harder. You are in the prime time of your life to be able to access all these great resources and information as well as coaches. And I'll read one snippet from the article here and then we'll actually kick into the podcast. But I wanted to share that because it's pretty fucking daunting that in you know nine years, about half the people will be obese in America. Nearly all people will be overweight is their projection based on what has been going on because it's just speeding up over and over and over the stress of life, um, you know, the access to food and drink like we've never had before. People are eating more and moving less on top of all the environmental stressors and distress from, you know, life in general, uh, I believe. We've created a, a different set of problems. We've made life way better with technology. 
most definitely you guys won't be listening to me. I wouldn't have the friends I have or make the money I make and do all the cool stuff I get to do. But at the same note, it has happened so fast and so quick. Our bodies, they don't know how to adapt. We were meant to, you know, be more of that kind of hunter gatherer or at least move a lot more than we are. And you're seeing it create a whole myriad of problems. And obviously, again, like I mentioned, big food and big pharma uh, stand to benefit from you not being healthy. And I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse here when I say this, but there is no money in being healthy. There's no money in doing things the right way. Not at least major money. When I say that, people are like, what do you mean, Jeremy? Well, yeah, supplement companies can make money from helping people. Yeah, buying real food from farmers, you know, you can make money from that. Uh, gyms can be profitable by people being healthy, but that's not real money, man. Like that's low. That's that's little kid money. Like you know, big pharma is real money. Big food companies, Coke, that's real money. You know, Pfizer, that's real money. We're talking billions and billions and billions of dollars. I could coach as many people as I want to help my whole life and, and try to scale it out like crazy. It's never going to reach that. That's what I mean, that there's no money in keeping people healthy. And then you go into the healthcare system, and it's a whole different rabbit hole. But history demonstrates exactly how the American diet and the Western diet at large, you know, kind of got this way. Here we are in the year, you know, 2021, at a time that it's never been easier to survive you know, things like disease, famine, and, and war, if you're born in, in a developed nation like America, obviously. We exist in this period of history where individuals don't perish from lack of calories and substance, but instead from a lack of nutrients and overconsumption. Now, this is from Kevin Mullen's article here. I'm going to repeat that sentence. We exist in a period of history where individuals don't perish from a lack of calories and substance, but instead from a lack of nutrients and overconsumption. The obesity epidemic and all the related diseases are a product of America's growth into food-producing powerhouses and the inevitable de-evolution. How do I even say that? I'm an idiot. The de-evolution. Well, see, you can tell when you have Metcom brain, you can barely talk. So I'll repeat that sentence one more time. America's growth into food-producing powerhouses and the inevitable de-evolution of the American diet from whole foods to processed junk. And that's the takeaway. We have devolved our diet from eating whole, you know, kind of farm-to-table way, you know, I'm talking decades ago, to way more processed junk. Currently, 74% of Americans are considered overweight. Of that group, 43% are considered clinically obese. And you can pull some of those stats. I'm not a fan of BMI, but they're measuring like a BMI of over 30 when they're pulling that. Even once you factor out those who have high muscle mass ratios and, and shorter heights. So if you take out uh, the, the bodybuilders, the dudes like me, who I guess technically I would be considered overweight because of my BMI, because height to weight, I'm heavy for as high I am. And obviously, if you're going to take into account muscle mass we'd still be left with at least 30% of the population who is dangerously overweight if you took out all those examples. And so it's just kind of crazy uh, to think like how we have evolved in so many ways with technology, but we've devolved, if you will, with our, our diet from, you know, so many fake processed garbage foods and we don't eat as many whole real foods as we did many many years ago.
So I just want to throw it out there because it was kind of uh, kind of daunting to look at in terms of uh, numbers and see what we're on. And we have the ability to change it most definitely. But will we? You know, I guess uh, only time will tell. And uh, as we jump into the three paths here that we all kind of fall into, uh, John Goodman threw out a post, and, and this is true, for everything. And he wrote, winning the game of fitness and winning the game of life requires the same thing. Consistent action. Stop trying to figure out the best before you start. Just start now. Be consistent. Learn. Get better. Because fortune, my friends, favors the action takers. And those who consistently take action day after day after day. A lot of people are stuck. They don't know what to do. They have this paralysis by analysis. Well, I don't have the perfect outfit yet or the perfect playlist or the perfect workout or the perfect schedule. It doesn't matter, dude. There's no such thing. Um, It's not ready, aim forever, and then fire. At this point in the game, it's ready, shoot, and then aim. Just get moving. Be active. Make better food choices and figure it out as you go. It's a trial by error. It's always learning. It's always a process. That's what life is. That's what health and fitness is. But you have to just start. And a lot of people just think they have to, you know, I got to get fit to go to the gym. I have to. No. You just got to show up. And immerse yourself in the community and just start getting after it. And do a little better today than you did the day before. And just keep improving. And that's how I kind of look at life. It's how I've done everything. I don't always have a perfect plan. Uh, sometimes I just, you know what, I'm going to just show up and I'm going to try. And then I'm going to fix the things that are wrong from there. But i got to get moving. Motion creates emotion. It really does. You know, get up off your ass, move around, do things. You'll feel better. Uh, the phrase I always, you know, say to myself is just, you know, just train through it, man. Like you're having a shit day, things are going wrong, just just train through it. There's so many days where I, I didn't want to do things. Um, you're stressed, you're run down, you're tired, you know, 14 things went wrong with business. Maybe you had, you know, two personal life issues. Just fucking train through it, man. Just get up and move. If nothing else, just go for a walk. Unplug from the world and just walk around. But if you can... Throw in some lunges, do some push-ups, do some pull-ups, get an assault bike, push a sled, do some bicep curls. I don't give a shit. Just train through it. You'll feel better once you get something accomplished. I always do. And I think the same thing goes for you guys. Now, as we're jumping in here and we're talking about the three paths, uh, Pat Rigsby shot me this over um, and obviously tied into business, specifically fitness businesses and what's been going on, you know, the past probably two years or so. And as I'm reading through it and I'm comparing it to other areas of my life, it's tried and true. Uh, nothing is different. And that, again, is why I love this industry and I love this profession more so than almost anything else because it it mimics sports and to me that's what I knew growing up as a kid and that just kind of mirrors life it really does if you want shit you got to work for it it's just that's how I grew up that's always going to be my reality um I wasn't given anything like a lot of you guys and so you had to work for it you you it's like how you get respect in the world right you fucking earn respect you do you earn it from your peers uh in sports whether it's because you're the talent you have or the work ethic or both or what kind of teammate you are. All those things are true. It, it works in the classroom. It works in the boardroom. It works in your social circles. You earn respect. You earn the things that you have. You earn the things that you get. 
this is no different. So if we're talking about the three paths, like over the past, let's say, year and a half, we've been reminded that, uh, A, a you, you don't have a lot of control over a lot of things, but that, you know, life is never static, even if you're in this kind of paused phase. And I don't want to talk about this too much because I, BJ Gadur is going to come on the podcast here. I was supposed to have him on in November, but he had a little injury. He's okay. Don't worry. Uh, but he's going to come on in December. And I'm going to talk with him in great detail to probably one of the best podcasts we've done because it's been a long time since I've seen him in person. Way too long, in fact. And he's had a lot of changes in his life and a lot of cool things are going to come. But a lot of people treated the last 18 months like a static phase. And they thought it was just kind of like a pause or a chance to, to cruise or, or take it easy or, or whatever they did. And I remember the statement he told to me, I've shared it on here before. I talked with him on the phone early in the pandemic and he said to me, you know, he goes, Jay, this can be a two-year prison sentence or a two-year training camp. You decide how you want to handle it. And uh, I admittedly, I thought he was crazy at the time and I'll tell him that when he comes here, but he was right. And uh, I was going to, I was going to grind either way. I was going to, you know, grind through it. But I thought about that statement every fucking day for the last 18 months. And now it's starting to kind of really feel like legit normal. And I knew that I wasn't going to just sit there and eat shit and take a loss. I was just going to, I was going to outwork any bullshit life through my way. Because what I understand is that things are always evolving. And I wasn't going to take a loss, not financially, uh, not emotionally, uh, sure as hell not with my physical body. And uh, I was going to take this time to to do more and produce more and and do as much as I could. And so I think over the last year and a half, we're reminded that things are, are never static, man. Even if you feel like you're in a pause phase, things are always, time is always running. And it's running out in our reality. You have less of it now than you did five minutes ago when you were listening. And so things are always evolving. And I think the last 18 months are a reminder that we all fall into these three categories. And I don't care if you're listening to this from a business standpoint, from a fitness standpoint, from a nutrition standpoint, from a a financial standpoint, from a career standpoint, you name it, these all fit. But there's three types of paths and there's three categories that every business, every person, every relationship falls into. And the first one is, is those people who do nothing. And many of you listening are not those people. You're probably successful in a handful of things that you do in your life. You might not have mastered everything, um, and that's fine. Uh, Lord knows I have, and I suck at a lot of stuff. But it's the people who do nothing and then wonder why they aren't advancing in certain areas in their life. It's not that hard to figure out. These businesses, these people, over the last 18 months, they have just tried to operate that the way things have always been done. And while I don't wish, you know, any negativity on anyone, I'll tell you, I feel confident that that is the the quickest path to failure. When you're doing nothing, when you're not putting in effort, when you're not evolving, when you're not growing, there's no success there. There's no longevity there. There is no results there. 
And it baffles me that people do nothing in their fitness. They do nothing to improve their nutrition. They do nothing to improve their mobility. They do nothing to financially help themselves get out of debt. Yet, they expect something to happen. I have a quote. I share it, you know, maybe once a year where it's, I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have it in front of me. You know, you can, you can work for something and you can wish for something. Um, but it's those people who actually work for something, they get the things they want, or at least they get closer to them. And the example I use is even the guy who won the lottery, he had to get up off his ass and go buy the ticket. The dude who sat home and did nothing, well, nothing happened. That's how I think of most things in life. And that is a huge category of people. Probably not most of you listening to this, but if you're hearing me right now and your mobility sucks, your sleep patterns suck, your eating habits are not great, you're drinking too much, you're skipping workouts, you're making excuses, you're not really doing anything to improve, nothing is going to happen for you. So you have to get out of category one. The people who do nothing. If you're running a business in the last 18 months, you've just done all the same shit you've ever done, you're probably pretty close to failure. You're probably hanging on by a thread. If I had went the entire last 18 months and changed nothing in this business model, not done any extra work, not pivoted and changed lanes, I would have hemorrhaged hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't know... I don't know where it would be today. I would still be here, but it would be painful. I'm sure it'd be, you know, rather sad. And uh, the, the people here working for me would surely fucking hate it. And I can promise you, I'd look back on the last 18 months and been like, man, I had this golden opportunity to really, you know, do something different. And I said this today to uh, my man Dennis as we're here, just kind of bullshitting after the uh, the Sunday events Metcon. And I, it just pains me to say this. As shitty as the last 18 months were, like, personally, for my happiness, it's probably one of the best things that happened for my business. And I run a fitness business, and that's crazy to say. Because um, I lost a lot of people at various times. Now we're getting people to come back into life, which is super fun to see and, and actually pretty fucking cool. But... The last 18 months, because I really approached it like it was a training camp and I approached it like, hey, if I can do this right now, I'm going to reap the benefits of this two years, three years, five years, 10 years from now, instead of sitting here just being sad, doing nothing, crying, bitching, moaning, pouting about how unfair it is and how much shit is coming my way. I don't want to be in category number one. And it's the times where you feel like you know, ah, I don't want to do it. I'm not motivated. It's when you actually push through it and you just get up every day and you have this just serial killer fucking relentless mentality just to push and push and push. It changes you and it can change the scope of your health and your fitness and your relationship, your finances. And I can promise you it can change the scope of your business. And that's the crazy thing because I wasn't willing to be in category one and I was just willing to not do what I always did create new programs, give new offerings, flip the model, push more content here, flip two things here, hire that person, get rid of that person, boom, change everything. But there's, and was it fun? No. Least amount of fun I've ever had. But there was an evolution there. 
and that, my friends, is what's going to set, you know, me up for longevity moving forward. It's the same way I look at my fitness, man. It really is. So if there's areas of your life that you struggle in and you find yourself in the group of people who are doing nothing, you have to get out of that group, which leads me to category number two. Those people who do something, which is better than nothing. And we joke here all the time, especially with the people that have been with us here for a decade. They come in, uh, you know, some of these guys have been here for 10 years, five years, seven years, you name it. Um, we got a great community here. I wouldn't trade them for the world. And uh, they come in, let's say it's 6 a.m. or it's 9.15, and uh, they've been here forever. And I'm talking. They're not listening. They're just bullshitting with their friends because they don't want to hear my same spiel about what we're doing today for the training session. And I even write it down on a whiteboard. I explain it. We demo the exercises that they might not understand, and then we let it rip. And then they'll start, and then they'll look at me, and they'll say, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, if you would have listened like a third grader, you'd understand. So figure it out. I'm like, I don't care what you do. Just don't do nothing. Now, I'm joking with them, and obviously we explain the workout. But even if they're doing a wrong exercise, let's say they're supposed to be doing mountain climbers, but they're doing, uh, you know, Spider-Man steps. Or they're, they're doing skater hops, and they're supposed to be doing seal jacks. I don't care. Just do something. Don't do nothing. It's kind of like an, it's like a joke here we have because all movement matters, and, and it helps. And this goes for everything in life. Even if you don't know exactly what to do, just do something. Don't do nothing. And that's category two is the people who do something. This is a majority of humans, in my opinion. And this is a majority of relationships. This is a majority of businesses. They're the people, the companies that piece things together. They kind of do band-aid solutions to get through the storm, to get through the quarter, uh, to get through the month or the week. And, you know, if you're talking about business, maybe it's like a, a tactic just to get leads. Or perhaps it's they're doing something that delivers just enough workouts online to justify charging their clients for the year. They're doing something, um, and that should be commended for sure, but it's probably not going to be enough to allow them to succeed as the market grows and gets more competitive. That's how I look at it from a business standpoint. If you're talking about your personal health and fitness, the people who are doing something, it's when you're doing band-aid solutions, uh, short-term versus lifestyle changes. You are maybe just eating less calories and moving a little bit more. So you can see the scale drop a little bit, but I don't think that's going to be enough as you age and life comes your way for you to keep making progress, to be healthy, to be fit, to move better, to feel better, to get stronger, to have the longevity you need in this game. So doing something is important, but it's oftentimes just a band-aid solution to get through to the next month, to the next week, to the next three months. And while I'm a fan of you guys at least, you know, walking every day and making a couple better food choices, it's probably not the best category to be in if you want to make true long-lasting lifestyle changes and see major, major progress. So again, category one is the people who do nothing. Don't be there. If you're there right now, the goal is to move to category two, the people who do something. It's way better working out twice a week. Then zero times a week, for sure. 
It's way better taking athletic greens three days a week than no days a week. It's way better for you guys to eat enough protein four days a week than no days a week. It is way better for you to do mobility once a week than never do it. But again, that's probably enough to get by for now, but it's just a short-term tactic. You want something that's going to take you forward, not just for three weeks, but for the next 30 years, which leads me to the most important, which is category three. It's those people who do the right things. And that's going to be different for all of us. But the people who do the right things consistently are the ones who are successful. This goes for everything in life. From a pure, you know, a tactical level, uh, I don't really want to use the word, you know, right um, as time changes. But it's the people who do the right things for them in the right moment. I guess I could phrase it that way. But that you got to be tactical. You're going to be methodical about it. And uh, there's obviously correct strategies. And the people who employ them are the ones who navigate even the current circumstances in life the best. And it tends to be those same people are the ones who are also prepared to thrive as we move forward into the next 12, uh, 18 months as our industry here in health and fitness really ramps up and people get back to what they've always kind of done and hopefully with even a renewed importance on health and fitness. So if you're a business owner right now, especially in my industry and you're listening, it's the people who are putting the right strategies in place. That's going to help you navigate as things kind of keep really pushing forward the next year uh, to two years. It's the same thing with your eating. It's the same thing with your training. You have to really dig into, okay, do I have my macros figured out? You know, am I eating real food more often than not? How much am I drinking? Am I getting quality sleep? Do I have a schedule? Do I have a program for my workouts? Am I foam rolling enough? Am I squeezing enough mobility? Those, my friends, are the keys. And if we go back to business owners, you know, the ones who have found ways to be just as valuable to their clients, 168 hours a week rather than three. And that's... I'll say this off topic. That's what we try to do here. Um, some of these people are only here for 90 minutes a week. Some people five hours a week, some people an hour a week, some people two hours a week. If you're talking actually minutes trained. What we have found a way to do here is try to touch everybody all over the place via podcast, via Instagram, via Facebook, via YouTube, via the newsletter, via LinkedIn. Always. We try to be in their ear. We always try to be around. That's what I mean by doing the right things to serve the people you work with to your best ability. If they only see you 60 minutes a week and they only hear you or see you that, it's, it's great. But if you can provide more value for them, it's going to help them in the long run. It's going to help your business and it's going to help those guys out as well. It goes for everything. If you're a person who's trying to improve their overall health and you crush three hours a week of workouts but the other 165 hours of your week are shit. It's going to be real tough to make progress. You're trying to be awesome not just three hours a week while you're training. You're trying to be awesome 168 hours a week while you live your life. When you eat, when you sleep, when you train, when you get massage, when you go for walks. Those, my friends, those are the big rocks. Even though those three hours are important, you got 168 total. If we go back to business owners, 
the ones who are developing strategic plans to blend offline and online to better serve clients moving forward are going to be successful in our industry specifically. Business owners that are dialing in their brand and their message to be perceived as more than just a workout as the market becomes more crowded. This is for my young coaches out there. And this is every business. You can't just be this basic thing. You have to understand why people are buying into what you're doing. I've said this a million times. If the guy next door to me here can teach a squat with any fucking intelligence, him and I are probably going to teach it real similar. That's just a workout. That's not complex. There's a reason people walk in this door and not that door. It's the branding and it's the message perceived that this place is more than just a workout. You can get a workout fucking anywhere. We offer so much more than that. Now, if that's all people want, that's fine. Take it at face value, do the workout and you can bounce. But I'm pouring my literally life energy into all the things we do to be more than that for people. And that's what separates the people who just do some things from the people who do the right things in terms of running a business. Now, it doesn't have to be health and fitness. You can look at anything you do. It's the same way. It's the business owners who are proactively doing more to serve their market right now, to grow their reach and their audience. Those are the ones who are going to be successful, not the ones who just wake up and kind of coast through the day. It's the business owners who are adapting and doing things like some version of the right things that are going to come out on the other side just fine. And they're going to be in a better place in 18 months from now than the ones who've been not evolving over time. So if you're a fitness business owner, if you are a fitness professional, if you are a health coach, if you're a nutritionist, if you're anybody who is in that kind of entrepreneurial space and you're not in category three yet, I would start working on getting there. And what you're trying to do to be successful is just be proactive and give as much value as you can to people. Really try to master your craft, really try to hone in and really try to over deliver. If you're somebody who is just an, a health and fitness enthusiast and you just want to be fitter, you have to be proactively foam rolling and doing mobility. Don't wait till you get hurt. Don't wait till you feel like shit. Do it now while you feel good. So you can avoid those things. Don't wait till you lose range of motion to start really doing tissue work and juicing the joints. Work on it now. Don't wait until you're 30 pounds overweight to start counting macros. Dial it in now. Understand what's going in, what's coming out. Make better food choices. If you're drinking every single day and developing shitty habits, slow down, audit what you're doing, Reverse engineer it and understand, hey, yeah, I crushed, you know, five workouts this week, but the other 160 hours, I acted like an idiot and I'm not seeing and feeling the progress that I want. Take real accountability and start trying to navigate your way through th this mess of life that, you know, sometimes we get into and find the strategies that work for you. It's the right strategies at the right time for the right results. That's really what you're going for. And again, some people can do it on their own. A lot of people are better in an online program like our five-week face melter, selfish plug there. Um, or if you have a local gym, accountability, a running buddy, a team, uh, whatever it may be, 
those people tend to do the right things consistently over time. And that compounds to turn you into a health and fitness person. It works for business. It works for your finances. It works for your relationship. It's the same way. I could strip this whole podcast down and say, okay, people have three paths in a relationship and they wonder why their relationship sucks with their husband, their wife, their brother, their sister, their mom, their dad. Well, you do nothing for it. Obviously, if you don't spend any time on it and give it any attention, it's going to be terrible. And then there's the people who kind of, you know, they get by because, you know, they're doing something. You know, they, they make some effort in compromise. They make some effort in communication. They make some effort in intimacy and things work well. And then there's the people who do the right things and have a thriving relationship. They're happy. You know, they're married to their best friend, even though sometimes they might want to, you know, choke them because they drive them crazy and they're both psychopaths. But just speaking from personal experience, they do the right things. They share, they communicate, they share their goals, their dreams, uh, the things that bother them, the, the struggles, the wins, the losses, they grow together. That's category three. They're doing the right things consistently over time. Look at your finances. If you're somebody who's $50,000 in debt and your credit card is at 26% and you're paying the minimum, you're the person who's doing nothing. That hole's only going to get deeper. It's not going to get you to where you want to go. If you're the person who's doing something, maybe you're paying a little bit extra, but the juice is still running and it's dragging you down and you're still some months spending more than you make, but some months you're actually saving money, you're in category two of doing something. Then there's the people who are doing the right things. You're paying off your crappy debt. You're saving money you know, in an emergency fund. You're saving money for, obviously, retirement or a rainy day fund, and then you're, you're buying other things on top of it for fun once you've already paid your bills, you know, dropped all your debt down, you've put away money for, you know, when you're 59 and a half and you pull from your retirement accounts and you want to go out to a fancy dinner, you can do that. You're doing the right things. You are going to be successful, wash, rinsing, repeating that over time versus the person who's just doing it some of the time and definitely against the person who is doing nothing. Those tend to be three paths. And so the last thing I'll leave you with is, well, I think there's some questions I have real quick. If you look at your life and the areas that you crush it in and you're awesome in, just think of it right now. We're all good at something. You're doing the right things. That's why you got there. That's why you're staying there. If there's areas of your life where you're just doing, ah, I'm okay, you're doing something and you might be doing some of the right things some of the time but not all the time. That's your category two. You're doing something. And then if you look at the areas of your life that you completely suck in, which, like myself, you're doing nothing to get better or very little. And that's the three groups we all fall into. Those who do nothing, those who do something, and those who do the right things for them at the right time. It's up to you which one you want to be in. But if you reverse engineer your life and you look at the progress you've made, I can promise you, if you're really struggling with something, you probably fall into the bucket that matches your result level. Now, the last thing I'll do real quick, um, I got a couple of questions here from Instagram. I'm going to go through and get you guys out of here in the next, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully five minutes. Number one, um, this is Matt underscore Medello. How to get bigger and stay lean at the same time. I'm digging being lean, but want to be bigger. Well, Matt, I've done a whole podcast on this, and I hate to burst your bubble, but you're not going to get bigger and more shredded at the same time. You can get bigger 
and still stay quote unquote lean, and lean is a relative term, but you can't gain a bunch of muscle and get more shredded at the same time. You can't get bigger as you get smaller. You can't get richer as you get poorer. You can't go forward as you go backwards. Does that make sense what I'm saying? If you're going to get bigger, more muscle, you have to be in a calorie surplus, meaning you have to eat more calories than you burn. That is not my opinion. That is just the reality of life. If you want to be shredded, odds are you're going to have to lose some weight, which is body fat, most of it. There'll be some muscle tissue that goes, and then you'll get more shredded over time. The long game, you eat at a slight surplus, figure it out in terms of macros, maybe it's an extra 300 calories a day or 500 calories a day, and slowly you put on size. You're not trying to gain 40 pounds in a month. You're slowly tacking it on. Building muscle is a slow, slow, painful process. It's much faster and much easier to get ripped like Rambo than build, you know, a huge muscular body like Arnold. Obviously, it's not going to happen. There's drugs, genetics, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. It's a lot longer for you guys to put on size um, than get shredded. But if you're trying to do it, slight calorie surplus, three to 500 calories a day, track your weight, see how you look in the mirror, uh, figure out how big you want to be and why you want to be big. I'm not against it. I was once a young man in that same kind of boat. But ask yourself, where am I optimal? Am I optimal at 230, 220, or 214? Where does my body naturally want to be? Uh, where am I most athletic? Where do I feel my best? And then ultimately, where do you look your best? And if it's just performance or aesthetics, you have to figure out that goal as well. Next question. Best advice to recover and cut after a binge weekend? Um, WTR. I'm like so old. I don't even know what these acronyms mean anymore. Let's see if I can figure this out. This one is, I don't even know. I'm so old. Sorry, guys. Uh, best advice to recover and cut after a binge vacation or weekend. This is Shane Patrick McCabe on Instagram. Honestly, I'm a fan of fasting. So if you've had a weekend full of uh, shitty eating, and let's say this is your Sunday and you're recovering today, drink water for sure. Fast as long as you can. Get up, be active, walk, get some sunshine, uh, sweat for sure. Um, get quality sleep, obviously, tonight. When you do eat, eat real food, uh, whole nutrient-dense foods. You know, uh, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth is a great sponsor of ours on the podcast. I'd start with that. Uh, tons of water, athletic greens, you know, eat some salmon, have some asparagus, you know, lean proteins, greens, uh, healthy fats. Get up the next day, wash, rinse, repeat. What's done is done. You can't go backwards. But if I had a weekend full of, you know, ton of shitty eating and, and drinking, I would fast, you know, as long as I can until I'm super hungry, overhydrate, um, get in my greens for sure, and I just be active and move and then make sure I get super, you know, restorative, legit quality sleep and then keep going. And hopefully in the next three days you'll, you'll feel back to normal. But you just got to get back on the healthy horse, man. You can't... Uh, you can't let that hangover run, you know, three or four days, uh, especially as you get older. It's uh, it's way hard to recover, and it just it's it's why I don't drink and eat like shit like that anymore. Um, it's not that I don't like, you know, whiskey or McGoldens or, or pizza and all the things, but uh, I don't want my Friday stealing from my Saturday. I don't want my Saturday night to steal from my Sunday and Monday. I just I can't. I, I need to be. 
I need to be productive. I need to be clear. I need to be focused. And I want to feel good. And when I don't feel good, I just suck at everything in life. And so that's hopefully a good takeaway for you guys. Alex Flack, what are your thoughts about intermittent fasting but training in the morning? Alex, I have done like six different podcasts on intermittent fasting. I'm a fan. I've been doing it for 13 plus years. Um, I'm not saying it saved my life, but it's definitely, it works for me. It's made my life a lot better, um, happier, more manageable, and uh, I'm more fun to be around, honestly, I think, which I'm not fun anyway, but definitely more fun than I would be if I didn't know about it. And uh, you can train in the morning for sure. And then you can either move your eating window to be like an hour past your workout or um, just keep it going. And if you you don't find yourself uh, dragging ass and not having energy or you're not losing a bunch of muscle mass and your goal is to just be, you know, shredsville, I think uh, I think fasting after your workout is fine, especially if you have energy and you feel good. Uh, I don't see a problem with it. But again, trial and error, play with it. And, uh, you know, and again, you don't have to fast every day. You can fast maybe the days you don't work out early or fast on non-workout days. And the other days you eat a more traditional schedule. You could do like eat, stop, eat, or you can shift your window from 16, eight to maybe, you know, 14, uh, 10, something like that. Who knows? Uh, anything can work most definitely. And the last question from, I am the D-Lo on Instagram. This dude is crazy. Did you see aliens in Sedona? Uh, I did not, uh, David, but, um, Sedona sucks. You guys should never go there. Never come visit. It's a terrible place. I'm kidding. Obviously, when I say that, if you guys have seen my pictures on Instagram, it, it doesn't even do it justice. There's so many hidden gems. There's so many hikes. If you can do it during the week, go during the week. It has become so ridiculously popular, so busy. There's so much traffic now compared to when I first moved here. Um, but it is amazing. It's, um, it's one of a kind. Every time we go, and my wife and I go multiple times per year, we've stayed at all around, you know, from Flagstaff to Munns Park to uh, obviously to Sedona itself to Oak Creek. It's uh, it's unreal, man. If you're into outdoors, like hiking and biking and seeing, you know, some of the dopest views and sights and uh, formations, it really is epic. You know, the Grand Canyon itself is probably the only thing I've seen that kind of parallels it, but if you want, and I've hiked the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, which almost killed me. And my man Brent's actually trying to talk me into doing it next year. <sighs> I don't know, man. Um, even with that said, as amazing as the Grand Canyon is, and it's super dope. I, I think Sedona's, um, I think it's even better, man. When you, when you get out of the touristy shit and you can really find some of the, the legit spots, it's, uh, unlike anything you've ever seen. It definitely, you know, I say it sucks and don't go there because I don't want you guys to make it even more populated and ruin it for me. So I can't even go on like a Tuesday, but, uh, in all seriousness, I would put it on my bucket list of places to visit and go. It's that, uh, and I've been all over the world, you guys, uh, from, you know, I've been in the Coliseum in Rome, uh, to, you know, Bora Bora to, uh, Barcelona to Santorini to Mykonos. I've been everywhere. And uh, Sedona ranks right up there with the, the coolest things uh, I've, I've ever seen and ever got to experience uh, in nature. And it, it, he asked about the aliens because it's uh, the vortex is up there. There's a lot of like mediums and, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, uh, I have never seen an alien there, but uh, it's not to say that they aren't around. Uh, but again, it is uh, it is super epic and, and it is it really is uh, magical and it's weird that I would use that that word but it, it is when you're there and you're like holy shit I can't believe this is actually here I'm just lucky enough that I live you know 
about 90 minutes away, and that's uh, the benefit. But definitely, if you ever come out and you get a chance to, to venture up there for a day, it is it is well, well worth uh, the time in the car to uh, to check it out. So that, my friends, is today's podcast. If you guys have questions for me on anything, hit me up. Let me know. Again, reminder, our five-week face melter program is kicking off here in six days and six hours. The website is jeremyscottfitness.com slash face dash melter dash challenge. I'll give you a podcast discount code if it makes life a little bit easier. Again, the last program we are running in 2021. So if you got a friend or family member who wants to rip it, share it with them, invite them. I'd be happy to have you guys and uh, we'll kick ass as we head into 2022. Now, this week, I got a busy week. I have Dr. Stacy um, on the podcast on Thursday, which is Veterans Day, I believe. And she'll come on. We're talking all things physical therapy. So if you guys have questions on physical therapy, mobility, tissue work, PT, anything related to injuries, Send them to me as soon as possible. I will try to feature them on the episode. And then I believe we have Ashley coming on the podcast on Sunday the 14th, which is kind of funky and rare for my schedule, but I had messed that up the first time, so we're bringing her on finally uh, to rock and roll. But if you guys have questions on the face melter, hit me up, or the Dream, uh, biggest sale they're running of the year, or Athletic Greens, or any of our sponsors, I'll put that in the show notes, and you guys can pull and rip from there. So thank you as always. If you guys need something from me or you got requests for the podcast, send them over. We'll do our best uh, to get out there. And uh, I'll talk to you guys in a couple days. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.